0: The following may contain inappropriate language. All opinions expressed by the host and guests do not reflect the views of any company or service This is Radio Havana, Cuba. This is Radio
1: Young of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. This is Marco.
0: Alrighty, everybody. It's me, Doc Normal. It's time once again for another Crazy Talk. November 25th, 2009. And I am so happy to be with you and so happy you are here with me. I really am. I appreciate all the time you spend with me and I appreciate the time you I spend with you. So we have a very special guest tonight. Uh I, I do want to do a few programming notes because that's what we do in the world of broadcast. Oh are we in broadcast? No, we're not on broadcast. We're on the web and we like being on the web. Because the web is free and easy and profitable. No, not yet. It will be, though. We'll get that. We'll get that worked out, the profitability. Or not. It's okay. So, uh, as I ramble, quick pro- programming notes. We are here on Wednesday night. Uh, what did I say? The uh, Let me... Put it up on the lower third. November 25th, 2009. Tomorrow is November 26th, 2009. Happy Thanksgiving to all of my American viewers, listeners, and friends. Uh, please spend time with your family. Spend time with your friends. Be thankful for that and them. Uh, we have a lot to be thankful for uh, with friends and family. Um Happy Thanksgiving. Secondly, tomorrow Thanksgiving meme PDX is released on Thursday. A special little, this uh, little couple, uh, kind of cute little Thanksgiving type family bits in there. Go check it out. Friday and Saturday repeats of Strange Love Live. I'm sorry, no live show. We're gonna take a little vacation. Thank you, and that's good, and you should too. We need a little vacation. Doc Normal needs a little vacation. Sunday night, live. Strain, uh, strange of life. Sunday night, live. Crazy talk. We will have a live crazy talk Sunday night and Monday night, November 30th, the last day of November. And Napod Pomo will be the last day of crazy talk. Please tune in on Sunday and Monday for live shows. Uh, it will be good. I'm looking forward to him. I think we're going to have some special things uh, to talk about, and I'm looking forward to it. But without further ado, we have a very special guest tonight. You've seen him on food cart TV type events. You've seen him on MB- MSNBC. You've seen him on the Food Channel Network or coming up in six months on the Food Channel Network He's the rage of the food carts. He is whiffies, but he is much more than that. I will tell you that when he was on Strangelove Live as a guest, we spent nearly an hour 45 after after hours discussing politics and society and all those types of things that a poli-sci major discusses with interested people who have been drinking. He's young, he's smart, and he's full of pie filling. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome Greg Abbott, Whiffies. Greg, are you there? I'm here. How are Uh, you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing all right. I just wanted to go ahead and call in here and chat at you about, about what you were talking about earlier, about George W. Bush and Barack Hussein Obama.
0: Do you know have why. a question, caller?
1: I want to know why Barack Hussein Obama wants to wants to take away our freedom and create create socialism by taking away my Medicare. I'm not sure what's going on here.
0: You call him Hussein Obama. Do you have a question?
1: Uh no, I don't really
0: have a question. <laughs> I know. On? It's a bad bit. We already like <laughs> queued up this bit and, and we're bad. And you're actually on telephone technology tonight, what we would call telephone technology. Yes. Um we've, we've got a cell phone link up, which is still kind of better than the landline telephone, but but it's still pretty crazy for Crazy Talk 'cause, you know, we're all about the Skype and the and the web two point you know, but uh, but that's okay. Where are you at, Greg? Uh
1: I'm at Chopsticks two right now.
0: Greg, you are at Chopsticks, too. Have have you had a Will Raddick sighting?
1: I have not had a Will Raddick sighting yet, to be honest with you. I've seen uh, just about everybody else that you could imagine except Will Radick.
0: Wow. Wow. If they,
1: have a, if they have a Twitter handle in Portland, I've probably seen them this evening.
0: Awesome. Very nice. Um, yes. So you're partying with friends. Yes. Even though we had arranged this uh, weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> that is correct. I expected you in the home office. No, no. I thank you for joining us. So, a quick. L- let's go ahead because we we do have to do this because you're well known. We need to uh, to talk, uh, do some whiffies talk here, and then okay. we're gonna break right into it. So, uh, MSNBC uh, a few weeks ago released the the thing that they did out in May. Um, well, we'll get we'll get into that in a minute. We'll get into that in that minute, and uh, you know, strange Love live was there, and very proud to be a part of that um, as well. Uh, and this uh, last Saturday, uh, the Food Network was out at Cartopia. What is that? Sixteenth and Hawthorne. What is that? What is 12th. that? Twelfth and Hawthorne. Uh, yep. Don't park across the street, or you'll be towed. That's right um and uh, food Network was out there now uh did Bobby Flay get wet or what happened out there
1: there was there was no Bobby flay sighting it was in fact unwrapped as unlikely as that sounds
0: so that's a food network uh show called unwrapped um, and they were doing some what some shooting out there or what yeah they
1: were they were shooting a segment they were shooting a segment and they weren't sure which segment which show they were going to run it on. They're going to do a show about food carts and they're going to do a show about late night food. Okay. And they're not sure which show the segment is going to fit into, but it's not going to air until next year, so they have plenty of time to figure it out.
0: Well, they have plenty of time to edit that footage.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> a good year. Yeah.
1: If if they if they edit one frame every day between now and <laughs> next year, they're good.
0: I'm sorry, Greg, you know broadcast doesn't move quite as quickly as the web. <laughs> um so so that was a lot of fun. I, I saw one twit pic, and I saw the camera with the light and you were like serving up a pie or something out of the cart. It was looked pretty good. And it was like a monsoon, right?
1: there was it was driving rain and there were people lined like literally lined up on both sides outside of the tent along the edges and the, the interior like people were pushing up against each other standing on the picnic tables i uh, i could not begin to believe what was going on i was like wow
0: and so just like on twitter when you said like the food network was showing up and you know people just showed up not not that you don't have a good crowd there because you you guys do have a g- great crowd out at carto yeah just in general but you know yeah. the folks showed up any other celebrity sightings
1: um there were a lot of there were a lot of twitter celebrities there
0: internet famous
1: Inter- internet famous for sure the
0: kind we like
1: we saw the we saw the Aaron Hockley's and the Dale Chumblies and the Schnicks and the Queen of Chaos and Oh you name it. We saw it.
0: All right. So um, anything else? You know, I wanna tell you something. Uh we were out there this week. Yep. And uh oh, it was uh post ignite Portland yep. seven. It's been a busy week for Doc Normal, as I've covered previously. Uh, you know, it, you don't just do meme PDX parodies every night of the week. <laughs> um, if you haven't caught that, you need to catch that. Uh, Megan Kate, a t up-and-coming talent. I'm telling you, Megan Kate, awesome. I'm not joking. That's two now. One for Strange of Live and one for uh, Crazy Talk, Meme PDX. You will see more of her uh, during 30-hour day. Um, But uh, I went out there, and you had the lamb pie thing with lamb. Moroccan lamb strawberry. I'm telling you, that was the best pie I've had. Um,
1: Chef, Chef Chopper is actually in six right now with Ms. D doing some karaoke.
0: When you get a chance, I want you to tell... Chef Chopper live. That I love that pie. That was that was great. I like I like the lamb. I'm a I'm a Greek Mediterranean food enthusiast, and that was just a wonderful experience. I really really enjoyed that. And you told me later that he had devised that uh, filling. And it was very. very nice. I I
1: will uh I'll pass that along to him.
0: But we're making people hungry, and if they want to, you know. If they want to get something to eat, they go over to Cartopia on 12th and uh, Hawthorne and get yourself a pie. If you're out of state, if you're out of country, if you're out of, you know...
1: If, you, if you're in Nigeria and you're going to call me and ask you to... You're going to send me Western Union and I'm going to pay your shipper $2,000 to ship pies to Nigeria, don't call me at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm still sleeping.
0: That's right. Yeah. How how no late <laughs> are you open?
1: Uh, we're open till we're open to three a.m. tonight. We're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday from six p.m. to one a.m. and Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from six p.m. to three a.m.
0: Wow, wow! So uh, you got to get that freeze dried frozen pie thing, you know that 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 kind of franchise thing going. You know, uh, I, I'm, think, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Whiffy's the 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 21st century Marie calendars. I'm telling you, you, man. Go. I'm telling you,
1: I'm on it. It's 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 in my short. It's, it's on my five-year plan.
0: You grab you grab the white castle out of the freezer. You grab grab the Marie Callender. There, there's the whiffies right there.
1: There's the whiffies. Perfect. Frozen. Deep fried. You throw it in the microwave two and a half minutes. Bam! It's it's exploding molten bam. lava.
0: Bam! If you if you need any spokesperson or whatever, we we can hook you up here at the uh, SLL Production Studio Networks. So, uh, I think we just, you know, we've talked about pies. And we talk a lot about pies here. But we need to really dive into it here. Head first. So, you're, now, did I get that right? You were, uh, were you a poli-sci major?
1: Uh, I am an art major with a, oh. with my my area of study was film.
0: Film. Okay. So. All right. Well, it's been nice talking to you. Thank you very much, Greg. I hope you have a nice (laughs) evening. Good evening.
1: I started off as a poli major.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, shoot. Good. I got that right. Um, So you and I have talked. um, Did you follow the We Make the Media kind of thing, or is that just... I I know you've been busy. I've been busy. We've we've all been really busy. Um, Um, Did you follow a little of that?
1: Yeah, and honestly, I got up in the morning and I was following the tweet stream. And if I could fi- if I could have found a little more energy, like a little more get up, and I would have realized how, how sort of out of control it might it was going to get. I probably would have put on some pants and gone down there. But instead, I laid in bed and watched the t- tweet stream and sort of, you know, put my two cents in where I thought it belonged.
0: And and I think a lot of people had that reaction. I mean, some of us were actually working. As as we say, working on the media at the time, yeah. working on our yeah. media, I was, uh, or oh, we
1: were, the, we were the media. In fact, not just well, make, we, we're not making the media; we were the media.
0: <laughs> so, uh, right before we started the show, you brought up a good point, and it was related to the NBC food carts bit, and I think uh, that this is the frusta- frustration that we have on the web with journalism. The media. And that is that the NBC MS MSNBC story was filmed in May, correct?
1: Yeah, May or June. I mean, like maybe early June.
0: I don't know. We can look up the SLL episode. They were here in studio. And it was awesome. You know, it was great. Hey, welcome. Bring your camera. How you doing? You know? Um, right. I can't remember. What was the name of the producer? Uh, do you remember him? No, I don't, I, uh, I, yeah, he's don't. he's one of the big producers on the East Coast. I, know, I actually recognize the name. But they were here. Uh, and we should shout out to Diesel Boy, Brett Burmeister yep, sure. of Food Carts Portland, who was all a part of this and had hooked up this whole Food Carts thing and was prominently featured in this. So they came in here in May and uh, doing a Food Carts, a thing about food carts, right? Yep. Okay. Now... Um, no offense, Greg, I know food carts are important to you, it's your business, but this is not the war in Iraq, or the war in Afghanistan, okay? Hey,
1: there's a war going on between New York and Portland when it comes to food carts, and that is way more important. But it does
0: it need uh, May, June, July, August, September, October, five months of research? Is that, right. Did I get that right? It launched? Was it October yep, well, or November that that thing ended up pushed out? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I, I would say middle of October, probably.
0: Okay. Uh, arguably five months. Yeah. Yeah. That's some good investigative journalism they did on that thing. Five months worth.
1: Um, the, uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think? The, the, how many fact checkers must have gone over the story?
0: I don't know, did they call you? Did they fact check you? Did they actually say, Now what was exactly in that buy? What was the filling? Where did you get that oh, recipe? I,
1: I didn't talk to actually I didn't talk to those guys after they were in the cart that night.
0: Okay. I mean, I'm just saying it's yeah. a food cart and a food uh, and apparently food carts in Portland are different from yeah, I think I guess they're food trucks in New York, right? Okay. Um Food yeah. truck, food cart. Maybe it was five months of research to figure out the difference between a food cart and a food truck. Yeah. I mean, and and, and granted, we are all really happy about the MSNBC love that they gave Portland and the social media and the strange love Portland. Was it Strange? Oh. No, Strange Live Portland. Whatever they called us. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that fact checker was out at the the shore <laughs> that weekend I guess uh, uh, but anyway uh, you know but uh, come on guys it's food carts you could launch that in a day you could shoot it edit it together and launch it in a day that's what we yeah. do here in this studio every week right again war in Afghanistan maybe you need some fact checkers and some research maybe I need to send a few people to the Pentagon maybe a few times but I'm right. thinking, a guy in Portland with a hand pie—you pretty much could right. could could slot that in and get that going,
1: What's... right? This isn't this isn't Chris Hansen setting up, you know, people to come to the the house and you know have a seat over there. It right. takes time. This is
0: you know, and and not to to denigrate what you're doing out there and the newsworthiness of whiffies, but. <laughs> I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were kind of like, hey, we shot this thing. I don't know where it's at, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's the editing. Yeah.
1: I, 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 and and one of the things that I, you know, one of the questions that I really have is, like, where is it being held up? Is it being held up, like, in corporate? <laughs> are, are the producers holding it up? Like, are the executive producers holding it up? Are the producers holding it up? Like, where is the bottleneck in journalism? In in in, you know mainstream in the in the mainstream media, where is the bottleneck? Who's holding these stories up? Who's you know is there some guy in programming going, well, you know this story doesn't work this week? That would make more sense than, than than some you know any of the other things where they're like it just takes us that long to to get these things through the pipeline. I mean, is the pipeline really that long? And. What does it say about the rest of the news that we're getting? Is the rest of the news that we're getting this stale? I mean, I haven't turned I haven't turned on the television to watch news in five years, the
0: very least. And I, I think the answer, in my opinion, is yes. The rest of the news is that stale. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, um, someone I, and I don't know the co- oh. I want to bring in the chat room here a little bit. Uh, yeah. Magdazine, who is a podcasting. Um media person here in Portland uh-huh. um, uh she said feature stories aren't scheduled that way on t v and then they shoot lots of footage and stories, and a small staff edits the stories i mean that was what she said in chat here live right, right now um, right, right. and 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 I understand that i guess yeah no i don't i don't understand that <laughs> yeah. i mean I mean I'm sorry. We're going live. I mean, this is that whole thing with, um, and and I think the new journalism is, is we see it in technology reporting, right? I mean, if anything, if you see the leading, bleeding edge of journalism, you see it in technology reporting, for better or for worse, sometimes it is for worse, it's the it's the read write web. It's the tech crunches. It's the yep. end gadgets. Yep. R-technica. The R's Technica. You know yeah. that gets that story nailed as it happens, and then it's updated. So there's yep. an inaccuracy. Inacc- you know. So here's what we sp- and 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 the thing is is how hard is it in journalism to say these are what we know as the facts. We will update. Right when we clarify some of this stuff you know right. and then have the sense to to do that properly right without right. hyperbole and and you know you know sensationalism right right and 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 i think we see that in tech tech reporting um uh, i haven't you know uh, we don't prepare here at crazy talk we really don't we don't have time we don't have a staff right. we will get right. a staff by the way Call out to you, staff. Free, Intern. free, interns, free,
1: interns are cheap and easy.
0: Free Wiffy. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to go there. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 free Wiffy's Pies for those who will staff the crazy talk. Um, you it, heard that. Free
1: Wiffy's Pies.
0: That's right. All I, the Wiffy's you can over, eat. I
1: expect to see an overheard blow up on my phone here in two seconds. Free Wiffy's Pies for staffers at uh, crazy talk.
0: There we go. Yeah, we need them. But you know the point is that uh I don't have the the reference, but several months ago uh the um God, I think it was a technology technology that New York Times and I could I could get that wrong. You know, Engadget and uh some of these guys just ripped on them because everyone was in this meeting and it involved Steve Jobs and they basically reported stuff that he did not say and they ripped on him. Do you remember this incident? I I, I mean it was terrible. And there's been multiple there's been multiple examples of that in the last yeah. year or two. And I know I tweet these. I'm like, "Well, there's a good example of journalism, right? The 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 legacy journalism gets this wrong and Engadget gets this dead on." Going, this is not what this guy said. I was sitting there and I reported it on my blog, uh, you know, a half an hour later, you know, Right, three months ago. And you're and you're like <laughs> and you're like, uh, why didn't this person get fired? And and when I actually looked into this, and I I wish I could bring up the example, it's out there. I know I tweeted about it at the time, and I was very snarky about it. But uh, uh, this guy really had a bad track record, I mean, of fact-checking. And he's like one of their tech guys, right, um, yeah. reporting in tech. And I, I, I wish I could, could remember which, which uh, major outlet it was. But it was just like, uh, you know, this is the point where you just let this person go. They're just not doing it right. You know, when right. your facts are questioned by major blogs and bloggers with great credibility in tech, I'm sorry, you're gone. Goodbye, yeah. you know. And granted, tech news is, is fast and furious, but again, you can report on what you know in the story and then update it. Blogs allow you, hey, news to folks, blogs allow you to edit them and update them and not, you can actually edit them and cross out what you've reported.
1: Right, and you can also you can also put, you know, you can also make the, the lead story on your blog hey, look, I screwed up this other story, and here's how I fixed it. You know, like Right, yeah, they're, yeah. This they're, one not, they're not, they're not going to run, they're not going to splash across the cover of the New York Times, hey, we totally screwed this thing up, here's how we misquoted it. I mean, it's going to go in the corrections, you know, on the back of page two, where nobody's going to,
0: you know. Oh, yeah, that was always, that's always been my complaint with, uh, you know, we want to save the newspapers, right? Well, where do the corrections and updates go? Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to thumb through that, and right. then and then these are always the folks that where it's like, um, you know, someone someone pointed this out in a blog post, and I've thought this for years. When they report on a subject you know about, you read that article and you end up going, "Well, half of this is factually incorrect. They didn't get it right." And this happens in all kinds of areas of of you know whatever whatever has been reported. And then and then you end up saying, so how much of the news that I'm getting from this news outlet is inaccurate? And these are professionals. This is their job. It's not like a blogger who's running a blog for free on the side. I know we're ripping on the journalists again. Hey, it's good. This is good. Though this is good well, and, for and, everyone. And
1: like I've never I've never worked, you know what I mean? I've never worked in a paper, I've never worked in a in a major news outlet so I don't know how much of it how much of it is journalist fault, how much of it is, you know, editorial they staff. They have does.
0: editors. They have editors. Right. Right? You know
1: what I mean? And <laughs> and, and and as someone who's worked in other other forms of media where some guy who didn't know what he was doing came along and, you know, told me to do something that was either A, impossible, B, you know, improbable, or C, immoral, you know what I mean? And it was like, well, my job is on the line. I can either, I can either do what my boss told me to do, you know what I mean, or suffer the consequences, you, you know what I mean? I haven't sat in those meetings with, you know, editors and been like, hey, you know what I mean? I feel like this is probably not ready to go to, you know, to print and you guys are pushing it out. Or, well,
0: you know what I mean? So, I think I think that's the thing that we you and I, well, I'm going to put words in your mouth right? You can debate with me whether I have this correct. But I think that's the point that you and I get is that look, it's okay to launch early on a story, right? And have the inaccuracies in public and then update them publicly and very you know upfront, right, right? like right. we have in blogs, make the changes and right. you can do that properly. you can say right. sources say i I you know i've I've you know this is what we know now, right, right. right. there will be updates later right. so keep checking back if you care about the story this is the early facts that we know right. you know. This right. static thing and, where you, you edit and you commit something to paper, and then, by God, we fact-checked it, and this is you know the biblical truth right here printed on the page. And, oh, if we do have an update and it's inaccurate, it goes way in the back page next to the mattress ads. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I haven't bought into that kind of journalism in years. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And we have the technology... To avoid that. Now, granted, I know some people in the chat room have said, hey, technology reporting is very biased. And yes, it is. But I'll tell you what. Technology yeah. blogging is biased. But, I'll, but uh, being someone who read the trades, the technology press in the heyday of the PC, and I'm right. talking about the PC magazines, the Info Worlds, you know, uh, you name it. Byte magazine you name it you're telling me that those print magazines weren't biased as well and they were print of course they were so I mean I, I, I think you know uh, here we rail again and we make enemies with, with the journalists and, and that's not my intent actually I think I think we're moving to a new model what i mean what's how would you define what you want to see in media and in journalism in the press so to speak moving forward as we as we go into the next decade what how, how do you envision that um I don't know, it's a, that's
1: it's a tough question because we're at that crossroad. I mean, obviously we're not, obviously the nightly news is, is, is gone. In, in the future at least, the sort of, the idea of the nightly news is probably gone. I mean, I, I, would prefer to see the nightly news full of human interest stories, frankly. But that's my, you know what I mean? I would rather see a world where the news was full of things like, you know, that, that, that were, that were like puppy dogs and, and, and roses and stuff. But, I don't know. I don't know where I see the media going. I think. I think the, I, I think this comes back to that idea of the, the plane landing in the Hudson with, the the guy on Twitter on the plane, and how fast. You know what I mean? We knew about it before CNN knew about it. There were pictures on Twitpic before any of the major in, news outlets could get there. I mean, MSNBC or not MSNBC, but Fox News had a camera like a mile away with the zoom. With the crazy zoom on it, and like you could see every wind move, every everything, and it was like there are pictures already. We've seen pictures. The story is last week, right? So
0: you're getting pics and, I, I, and stuff yeah, was...
1: and I and I think like like how important is it that we know that there are you know 85 meth addicts in my that there are 85 meth addicts living in my neighborhood, or that there are 14 meth you know houses shut down this week in my neighborhood.
0: Well that's that's hyper local news, my friend. Yeah. But like, you know, the I mean but but, but that that is hyper local news. That is that is Greg reporting on that. Right? That's your right. responsibility as a citizen journalist to report on that. What right,
1: it, and, and, and or is, or, is...
0: or your neighbor who's fancies himself as kind of a blogger and a reporter about what's going on, you know? Right. I mean a reporter's not going to big journalism is not going to be able to cover that unless it's sensationalist unless something somebody pops somebody in your apartment you know or something you know and,
1: and even and even that sensationalist I think that as a culture we've sort of become addicted to that sensationalist idea you know that oh,
0: oh, yeah.
1: all all news has to be sensational the the nancy grace is that her name nancy
0: uh
1: you know talking about the blonde lady oh my god there is a missing woman you know she she died in a river she's missing a river there are there are you know there are lots of stories going on like that but but we're we're addicted to the sort of drama as a culture and i think that it's
0: well it's balloon boy it's balloon boy
1: yeah, and it's really bad for us. I mean, it, it, like when you think about how much these stories impact your life, like the, not not one, but the, the constant monotony of everyone is out to get you. Right. Playing yeah. Playing on that, playing on that idea that everyone is out to get you. Is that local maybe,
0: news? Is that what you see in the local news markets, like the the local affiliates mostly?
1: But the, the local, like even the local affiliates, want to show stories that are. That are, that are similar to that. You know what I mean? Like, those are the stories that, that drive people to watch television.
0: Well, that's what I've seen, right? I mean, there yeah. was always, like, it started with the one murder channel, right? Right. Or whatever right. it was. The one local affiliate, usually, like, a Fox affiliate, you know? Right. What a formula. And it would be, like, uh, murder, 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 uh, mattresses, right. murder, murder, cars, you know, and that was a great formula, and I think that several of them have moved to that. That I mean, that I checked out years ago on local television news for that reason. I mean, and that's that's a generalization. Not right. all are like that now, and and some are changing their ways. Um, right. So I mean, these are all you know generalizations. Well, um, and
1: like 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 I've been I've been watching the Tiny chat on KGW. The what? During the, the tiny chat, like they'll run a tiny chat. Yeah, like KGW, right, right, right.
0: Okay, so, you yeah. You can watch
1: what's going on back, and that's super awesome. And, and all of the KGW, you know, microbloggers, all of the, the, the Twitter people, all of the KGW Pauls, and the, the Steph Stricklands, and, you know, Laurel Porter, and the uh, PDX Peacock. Mm hmm. Is that uh, the other one? But, like, that stuff is super interesting to me. It's super interesting to me to see what's going on behind the scenes at the news. Like, I, I have no interest in watching the news, but like watching what's going on behind the scenes is super interesting to me. Watching what they're talking about, watching, you know, what's actually going on in the newsroom is interesting to me. But like, how many, how many, you know, people got hit by a max this week? That doesn't, you know, like, and here's the thing, like the news doesn't report on suicide normally, because because they have some sort of, like, moral thing about, right. It, right? about not... Yeah. But they'll, but they'll report about murders, they'll report about rapes, they'll report yeah, about... Yeah, I'll give you every two-bit
0: murder and stuff, but no suicides, right? right. Yeah, but,
1: but, but, but it's the same thing. Like, all of the murders, all of the rapes, all of the, those things are super bad for us to like to watch over and over and over and over again to get the idea. Like, they don't report on any of the good stuff. They don't report on any of the... Well, I mean, that's not true. I'm not using the word any. is kind of taking it too far but they don't report there's no market for I don't know for lack of something better but like the the guy helping the old lady across the street or you know that kind of stuff just doesn't sell the same way
0: so I want to point out in the chat room and okay. I am moder- it's very lively chat room tonight which is great um, yeah. the interactivity like you were pointing out with ch- Tiny Chat with uh, the KGW is doing um Betsy Wim of RPDX points out, and I'll, I'll summarize, that this whole real-time news thing is difficult. It's difficult because if you were doing hyper-local real-time news and you said, hey, my neighbor's a meth head and he's dealing meth, right? Greg's yeah. a meth head and he's dealing meth. Right. Oh, you're not, though, and now I have to retract that it's it's dicey right because now there's libel involved and and all those things right so 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 that gets messy too and and i think her point is that you know journalism is a, a part of what good journalism does is that fact checking is to make sure that those things that you uh that you publish you know and again published whether on broadcast or in a blog uh uh make sense and pass muster.
1: Did you did you say that's
0: Betsy? That was Betsy.
1: Hi Betsy, how's it going? Um yeah, And she
0: she sure. brings up a good point, right? If I'm a citizen yeah. I, look, I could sit here every night and podcast and say bad things about people. And be right. you know, libelous. I mean, you know, I could say bad things <laughs> about you and your business right now. Right. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then you can get a lawyer and sue me and all of that stuff. That's not journalism. Right. right. That's not the fact checking. And that's not. And, and I think her point is that's a slippery slope. And, and that is that is difficult. That is that she she brings up a good point there.
1: Right. He's right that there is a slippery slope, and 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 there's a part of responsible journalism that makes it possible for us to, to, to have the news the way that we do. You know, we in the, in the in the past we we likely would have gotten our news from everyone else, and it would have been full of gossip.
0: Right, exactly. Right? Gossip. I mean,
1: I, I spent I spent a great deal of my childhood living in a small town where you got most of your news from the lady at the post office. And a lot of it was gossip, but you knew which part of it was gossip because you had heard her gossip for the better part of her, you know what I mean, for the better part of however long you've been getting your mail from this lady. So you knew which part of it was gossip and which part of it wasn't because of the sort of relationship that you had with this person and, you know, her tendency to gossip about the same sort of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, Emily is pregnant meant, you know... Oh my God! I heard that Emily was you know involved in a relationship with someone that maybe she shouldn't have been right right you know, and that was the way that we that was the way that I mean not in my lifetime, but at some point in our in our past, that is the way that we would have gotten the news, and the news that was important to us would have been news about people that we knew and I think that I think that what we've gone what we've done is we've gotten away from the news that's important to us, which is the news about people that we know. You know what I mean? Like, how many how many people do you know in your life, in, in, in like in your close circle of friends that have been murdered in the last twenty years?
0: Uh, not a whole lot, actually.
1: Right. And so, like, a more realistic picture for you to look at would be one where there were very few murders. Right. Versus, right. if you watch the news, you would see that. You know what I mean? In a, in a city as, as small as ours, I think we had, I don't know, maybe we had 10 gun deaths last year? Maybe yeah, 15. it's
0: more about the, the statistics. It's more about, I right. mean, the, the story that, hey, murder and gun violence has gone down in Portland means a lot more to me than, you know, right. some poor soul has been murdered. Right. You know, or, or what's the ramification? What does it mean for me? I mean, an right. individual murder. A murder, you know, of passion means nothing to me, you know? I mean, maybe it does be if it's next door, and I want to know right. what the hell happened because there were cops and ambulances and everything next door to me. But at the right. same time, um, you know, I, I want to know more about gang violence or uh, are murders on the rise or are they, you know... Are they declining?
1: Right. And you want to know what I want to know about? I want to know, you know, when Betsy's kid has her lemonade stand so I can go buy lemonade. Like, that's the stuff that's important
0: to well, me. Well, now, okay, so I think that's more hyper-local news, though.
1: Right. But but, but, but that, I think that's where news is going. News is going back into, you want to know what's going on with your fr- I mean, this is the thing that makes Facebook so popular, right, is that we want to know what's going on with the people that we know.
0: So I gotta jump in here because Betsy's okay. calling us on this, pretty hard. Well,
1: I I can't read the chat, so I don't. I don't know, I know
0: Actually, I, I've got I've got your back. I got your back on the chat, and the the point she made is that uh, we were inaccurate because we said that the MSNBC story was run uh, in May, right, and. It was actually run in August, and I went. It was I, in August. Yeah, so I actually went went up to the Strange Love Live archive, right. and in fact, we posted it on August twenty uh, first and twenty second. So it was posted on Saturday, August twenty second, which means it
1: was filmed on the fourteenth. Was it? We filmed that one the week early because I couldn't be there. It. it was actually filmed on Monday the week before. Oh,
0: was it? Oh, wow. See, now you're telling me something I don't know. I don't remember right. this crap. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. It was actually filmed on on. You're right. It was filmed. We we had to because you can't you can't film on Friday night live. Right. So we filmed it. So it was posted on the twenty second. Right. So it was filmed the, on but the, f-
1: the acu- but the accuracy of when fourteen the accuracy of when it was filmed is sort of. Inconsequential in that situation because, and I don't and I don't mean exactly. to like argue the point, but and there was released
0: on November ninth, okay, right. so 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 mid August to November ninth. The point we're right. trying to make is there was quite a delay there in what we would arguably, and again, this is about you, but what I would arguably say is a pretty light story, right. with a lot of light fact checking. Unless you know, I don't know. Again, did they call you up and check the food inspectors and make sure you know? Take your pies to labs and wait for results. This isn't the war in Afghanistan, and this is my point. This thing could have been turned around in a week. Right. I mean uh, that. Which is kind of
1: which is kind of what I which is what I really expected. I mean that. Like honestly, I thought you know this thing will be up next week. It, well I mean, yeah i
0: i i I didn't think it would be actually and i i don't I actually don't think Brett thought it would be either. you know it was like one of those well, it's in the can, and we'll see what happens right yeah um but uh, you know it's it's not rocket science here and 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 I guess the problem is maybe journalism should stay out of that now, let that go to blogs and podcasts because we could do those stories and turn it around quickly. And let right. journalists focus on the real fact-checking news, the war in Afghanistan, the real stuff that we need to... The investigative journalism. That's the whole thing that 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 I want is... And that's also what's devolved is investi- true investigative journalism, you know? And I think that they were trying to actually... Well,
1: well I mean, honestly, how how is... How is MSNBC and, and and how is MSNBC going to do an investigative piece about the war in Iraq or the war in Afghanistan? How is any journalist that works for General Electric going to get away with doing a real, honest-to-God investigative journalist piece? How are you? How are you going to sneak that past corporate? It's impossible. That's that's. The, I mean, that's the problem with that sort of idea that we're gonna leave the super investigative journalism to to the to the to the guys at NBC and CBS and Fox and all these other companies is that like they get paid by super powerful people. And like to me the idea of of journalists the the, the, the value in journalists is that they have the power to sort of go after these powerful guys in a real Serious kind of way, and ask questions in in uncomfortable situations, and 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 you know push and be pit bulls when they're supposed to be. Like good journalists are pit bulls when they're supposed to be. When right, exactly,
0: people. exactly. You know what I mean? And, and that's their a job. Be- that should be journalism's number one job: is just right. sit and be a pitbull. Right. You, you, I, I mean, mean, I don't care about your food. I mean, no, no offense, right? Right. Your food no, cart, I, I, whatever. That's not... Yeah. That's human interest. The art. The arts editor? That's yeah. nice. That's beautiful. Wonderful. No, I don't care. You're a journalist right. first. You're a pit bull. There's yeah. a lot of investigation, a lot of crap that's going on in this world that's not getting investigated by journalists. That's job one. Right. You know? All this other not getting, stuff not
1: getting re- blogs not are getting covering reported. it. Yeah. And, 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 I mean the the real beauty of the thing is that like this conversation that you and I have are having now makes us sound like we're wearing tinfoil hats. You know what I mean? They've marginalized wow. the, they've marginalized the, the opposition to the point where like like I'm not talking about you know I'm not talking about like, you know, lizard people running the government. It, it's not like that kind of thing, but you know what I mean, whether or not the the war in Iraq was you know whether or not they had the information. Like now, they're saying that Tony Blair knew ten days before the war started that Iraq had dismantled its entire weapons program. Oops. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a fairly that's a that that's a the kind of thing that has real serious consequences. And that's not, you know what I mean, that's not tinfoil heads. I don't know. Like,
0: I, I'm down with this controversy between the food trucks in New York and Manhattan and the right. food carts in Portland, my friend.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's that not That Tony a Blair thing, that we, war in Iraq
0: we, was a long time ago.
1: I'm going to put this out there. That's not a controversy at all. We whooped those guys' ass inside out and backwards. <laughs> you heard it here first.
0: Hey, Saddam Hussein is not the leader of Iraq anymore either, my friend. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, what a mess, dude. <laughs> that Now I'm but, depressed. Now I'm freaking depressed. Well I, I, <laughs> you fully depressed. I think, yeah.
1: I think there's plenty of reasons to be... I think there's plenty of reasons in what I just said to not be... I mean, like, this stuff came out. I mean, it didn't come out here, but it came out. There are places where there are still journalists, where journalists get paid by, you know, the state, or journalists get paid by by someone who... They get paid by, to protect the interests of the public. you know turning the media turning the, the, the media solely over to, to whoever has the most money to, to put on the most expensive ads like is it, kind of crazy. You know what I mean like theres there's I don't know, I'm gonna get into total nut job land now so I'm gonna cut it back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm having a little issue here. Yeah, because uh, you know the point was that the guys who did the story on the food carts were not journalists. That is right. incorrect. That was an NB, N, NBC nightly. That was an editor from NBC. I mean, he was a producer. We met right. him. He was right here. Right. He was in the news group.
1: I mean, they weren't doing like a. They weren't doing like a. I feel like it was hardly. I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to sort of figure out what's news and what's general interest. But I feel like that was more of like a general interest story that had very little. You know, I feel like they like like in the same way that we didn't like it didn't matter to us when exactly the thing was filmed. The only thing that mattered was sort of the idea that we were getting at. I feel like their piece was the same way. I mean, it wasn't a. It wasn't like a hard hitting news story. It was like, you know, hey, there's food cards. Check it out. Here, right. right. It out. It's
0: cool. Right. Turn that around in a week. It's a nice right. nice piece. Right. Again, I, I just don't see where I don't know. It's like the the morning shows and the feel good shows and the you know, the weather guy that goes out and talks to people. It's like whatever. I mean it's entertainment. It's making the media they're right. making the media you know right.
1: it's 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 the it's the uh network you remember the prophecies of network that sooner yeah. or later than all news is going to be entertainment and, and 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 that sort of idea that 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 fox has now where they're like we have we have segments that are news and we have segments that are entertainment and and like they sort of bleed together and, and MSNBC is doing it now and all the sort of major CNN is, you know, was doing what they could to sort of not go along, but I feel like they're still to a certain extent, you know what I mean, going along. They don't have the full-on well, I guess they must have the full-on commentators. I, I don't know. Maybe that's why Lou Dobbs is gone, but, 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 but the truth is that what the guys who are paying the bills really care about is selling advertising. And what they really want is they want whatever is entertaining to people. Like, news is not that, like, if we had some sort of, you know, like, public news outlet, it's, it's you know, it's why when I get in my truck, it's NPR. Because I feel like the public news outlet has, I mean, everyone has some sort of bone to pick. Everyone has some dog in the fight. You're never going to get completely unbiased news. Right. But I, 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 I would prefer to have my news, at least news. So, you know? news, news that wasn't being put on, that, was, that wasn't running through a test that's saying, how well is this news going to sell? Does that make sense? Right, right. I think I think that what it boils down to is, I don't want all of my news to go through the, 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 the test of, is this news going to sell? Because to me, that's not important. It's not important if the news is going to sell. To me, what's important is the fact that, you know, what is the news? What's important to us?
0: So you and, brought and, and, you brought up public, you know, public... Uh, OP. Public broadcasting. Yeah, public broadcasting. How do you feel about that? I mean, just overall, I mean, do I you... Think,
1: big fan of, I'm a big fan of public broadcasting. I'm a huge supporter of public news media. I'm a huge supporter of, you know, public programming in general. I like to watch Nova. I like to watch things that, 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 that don't, that don't necessarily sell well. I, I, I think that, I think that, that, and this is one of my, one of my real beefs is that it's, Easy to appeal to people's sort of reptilian things. You know. This is what advertising has been doing for the last fifty years is you know, appealing to people's reptilian brain. I mean, oh, I mean, whoa. Yeah, I know. Here, are you going all the on, on to... me?
0: Now I will get the tinfoil hat. <laughs> right. The reptiles are out to get us. Don't it's don't like that. Don't go too off the uh off the you know, right. beaten path there. But
1: but but really, like there's like there are psychologists that sit around and and try to figure out how to to trick us into buying products. And 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 the news is the same way. Like there's some guy sitting there at the desk saying, "This story isn't going to sell. This story will sell. What's going right. to sell more ads?" And and you know.
0: So uh, maybe
1: maybe with maybe with the, the advent of microblogging we can get back to the things that are really important to us and not the things that sell or maybe we can get back to a, a healthier mix of the things that sell and the things that are important to us not like on a primordial level but like on a, you know what's happening with my friends what's happening with people that I know right you know, versus what's going to Elevate the level of you know neurotransmitters in my brain to make me feel excited
0: so I mean you know you brought up uh the public broadcasting and I want to get back to that because that's that's okay. that to me is 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 kind of a thorn in my side as well um, so there's uh obviously commercial broadcasting and uh commercial entities that you know, let's face it, they were ultimately required to do the news by FCC rules, right? So right. if you bought a station or you bought a network, you were required to dedicate a certain amount of um, time to to news programs and public affairs. Right. Um, which I believe is still in place. Um, but, um, you know, and and then a guy came along uh as cable television was starting to to flourish right and he turned it into a business right and right exactly ted turner and uh-huh. um and made a a pretty good business and and with the things that were going on at the time and i think things like the first war in iraq uh, the Berlin Wall and other really truly news making events um i'm sure there were others, but those are two that stick out in my mind um mm-hmm. he did pretty good for himself now
1: well and and, and since and, then and, cable I news mean, let,
0: became but that became a business right, right. and that let, that let, birthed fox news and m s n b c and rachel maddow and and bill o'reilly and right Glenn Beck, and all of these people, right? And that's what that's become. You know, you went from a guy um, sitting in a hotel in Baghdad getting bombed, or in uh, Moscow as as the tanks are are bombing the 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 White Building or whatever they called it, as you know, and and there was a coup happening with when Yeltsin was in power or as the ball, Berlin Wall was falling and yeah. you you fast-forward that to the entertainment value of Glenn Beck, Bill O'Reilly, well, well, and, Rachel and Maddow, look- um, what's that other guy, Oberman, Oberman mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. You can just track the, the career of Wolf Blitzer. You
0: right. know what I mean?
1: You can watch Wolf Blitzer go from being the guy in Baghdad to Wolf Blitzer being the guy in the Situation Room. Exactly, so you know what I mean. That that follows the sort of the the how cable news journalism has has evolved, really.
0: So 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 and 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 when you look at the elections, the presidential election, elections, you have these annoying assholes. Um, and, uh, assholes is a nice word with the little the, the little joystick with people from Denver. Who sit there and turn the joystick if they like what they're hearing, or turn it the other way if they don't like what they're hearing, right? And then yeah. we watch it on a real time scale, you know. Yeah. Oh, he mentioned puppies and, and apple pie. I like that. I don't right. like uh, I don't Saddam like- Hussein, I like- and I don't like Osama bin Laden. So I'm going to turn it this way, right?
1: I'm not. I'm, he said taxes and didn't say decrease. I'm uh, turning it down. Right. Turn it
0: down. So we, we, we go to that. That's commercial news. That's commercial journalism. Now, yeah. I'm going to be, bring it back around okay. to public broadcasting. Yeah. So public broadcasting is funded by large corporate donors. How how <laughs> truly influential do you think that those large companies corporate donors are on what you see on public bo- broadcasting, you as being a fan of public broadcasting.
1: Are there, are there stories that are going unreported? I mean, obviously there are stories that are going unreported, but but are...
0: I mean, well, look at the donors, right? Look at the what? Look at the donors. Look at the major right. corporate funder. Corporate funding by big right. agriculture. Big well, pharma, yeah. You know, and before that, it was big. Uh, you know, defense, right? Well,
1: I mean, you know what I mean. It's 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 the you know Carnegie Foundation and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And
0: the, oh, the, whoa, 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 whoa. there's a lot of big corporate funding behind that, though. And there are no, big no. corporate. I no, mean, no. I mean, I grew up with watching PBS and watching this shows funded by the Archer Daniel, Daniels Midland corporation? Right. Right. Yeah. Do I know about?
1: My favorite supermarket to the world.
0: Exactly. Do I know about genetically altering food? Do I see stories about that? Do I see stories Uh, uh, about, you know, more
1: more often than you see more often than you see in the in the the sort of corporate journalist world? I mean, you're not going to you're not going to see all of the stories, obviously. I mean, these guys have spent years and years and years amassing the sort of power that they have, and they're, they're, you know, they pay everybody. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's the same thing with every candidate that runs for office gets money from Archer Daniels Midland. You know what I mean? They don't. Oh yeah. They win well,
0: well, they, all they the candidates do. They don't care which
1: team wins. They're, you know what I mean? They're they're out to they're out to get as to get their fingers in as many pies. But but I think that when it comes down when it comes down to it, oftentimes. The guys sitting in the office and you know public broadcasting sort of pride themselves on the fact that they don't belong to these guys. Even if they, even if even if the reality is different, I think that, that, that public broad that public broadcasting uh, attracts a different kind of crowd. And again, you know, maybe this is a tinfoil hat
0: sort of thing, yeah. But, I, I it's, I've kind of left it.
1: Yeah, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that public broadcasting is perfect and they're going to they're going to you know broadcast every sort of you know all of the, the stories but you know what i mean they they do a better job of sort of reporting on what of at least reporting the news still and not making it everything is an entertainment you know what i mean because they don't have to sell advertising just they, they might be selling they might be selling some of the integrity that they have, but they're not selling advertising, so they're not changing the stories to be everything is about how entertaining it is. Everything is about how many people we can get to watch or listen to us. You know?
0: How do you mean? I mean, I, I mean, everything is about ratings and eyeballs and listeners.
1: But it's, but it's not for pub, for public broadcasting. Public really? broadcasting. Well well in the case like in the case of uh NPR, like when you listen to or when you listen to the whatever the radio station in Oregon. But those
0: aren't is. successful shows? I mean on NPR?
1: Right, no. But but the thing is like they're actually
0: but those are some they, of the most successful podcasts on iTunes. I mean right, no, is the no, NPR I, I, content.
1: Right. But they're not This
0: American but, Life. You know?
1: And those are and those are entertaining and those are entertainment shows that are you know what I mean sort of knowledgeable and you know what I mean give listeners a sort of glimpse at stuff they don't normally see and they're well thought out they don't talk to you like you're a five year old you know what I mean radio lab sometimes does they like make it like if you were like the world's brightest five year old with all the bells and sounds and all that stuff but but but, but OPB when their listenership goes up, so does the amount of money that they have to raise from those same listeners. So does the, you know what I mean, the pledge drives that last, you know, 11 days now instead of seven last year because their, you know, listenership is up, you know, 40%. So, the, yeah, they want people to listen. Yeah, they want the ratings, but but they don't want the ratings because they're selling advertising. So, See what I'm getting at? Like they're not selling advertising, so they're not so involved I disagree. in selling
0: entertainment. I think What's they the are selling sell entertainment. Look, uh, if I'm if I'm a corporate sponsor,
1: yeah,
0: I can sell advertising on NPR and OPB. I mean, right? I mean, if I have that, those kinds of but, deep pockets.
1: Don't you, don't you think that, my brand think will that be
0: at the beginning of the show?
1: Right, but don't you think that... I mean, that, maybe that, not,
0: I, I don't know, the radio, but, you know, on the, the TV. The TV. Yeah. yeah,
1: but don't you think that a, a, a large part, of the, the, the reason that those corporations donate money to public broadcasting is because these are the shows that they watch. I mean, who's, yeah. who's sitting at home watching Mystery?
0: Yeah, no, you know no, I, mean? I, I don't disagree It's not Joe
1: that. Q Public. Mystery's been on for 27 years, and no one, except, you know... Twelve rich people in, you know, New York City are watching it. Because they continue to fund, you know, public broadcasting because they want to know what's going to happen with, you know, Jessica this week.
0: So I think that you just made the case for it's just a very strong uh, commercial relationship. Um, It's a targeted strong commercial relationship. You believe in the product. You believe in the content. Therefore, you sponsor it. Um, That's exactly I'm sure that happens in, you know, commercial, you know, journalism, commercial TV, commercial radio as well, Um, but, you know, it's still, to me, it's still advertising at the end of the day. You know, it's like, okay, this, this, so what happens is this content, right? Yeah. Um is the demographic or the type of customer we want to cater to therefore this is a good uh tie-in to our product
1: right. but and and here again I think it's important to differentiate between the the news and the entertainment portion of of the programming you know rich people are watching. Jim Lehrer, and rich people are watching. Uh...
0: Poor people are watching Jim Lehrer too.
1: No, no, no. I, no, I understand. I understand that that that. But 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 when Jim Lehrer is 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 you know giving it to people, or who's the other guy?
0: Um... Is he giving it to people though? Sometimes. Really? Yeah.
1: You, you know he's a, he's he's a he's a guy who who believes strongly in 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 what he does. He's the guy who used to write speeches for Kennedy, right?
0: <laughs> or was, was that, that uh, Bill Moyers? No, uh, that, that was Johnson. Was, yeah, okay. They're Here all is former the speechwriters.
1: And, and Moyers is the one that's given it to people. And, Moyer, and like Moyers is saying things that are, are, are not politically unpopular but, but, but corporately unpopular. You know he's he's been vocal he's been vocally outspoken against things that no one else in the media is sort of vocally against. You know he's come out and been fairly outspoken against the war. He's been fairly I forget what his latest cause was.
0: Right. So uh, there's a couple of comments in the chat room. Uh, you know one of which is the the suggestion that uh, fifty plus percent of OPV is. Is user uh, user generated uh, uh-huh. uh, contributions, right. and you know I don't know if that's true, but right. apparently that was something that was thrown out. at We make the media. Uh-huh. Um, wouldn't it be great if that were ninety percent or ninety-five um, percent? I think so.
1: I'm honest, honestly, I'm not. Su- I'm not sure that it would change the content. Honestly, it might, but but. I think that I think that there are still people I don't know. Right. I, I think that OPB goes out of its way to be the, the the outlet that 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 reports on the news. You know? Like right. like that's something that they simply pride themselves on. You know, that they, they, they're like, look, we're the guys who still report on the news and people give money to us because it's the only place where you can Watch or listen to the news.
0: And the other, Clearly, com-
1: if you, you want to watch, if you want to watch a story that's got you know no thirty second sound bites, none of that stuff, where they're actually going to get in depth and talk about stuff, then like the news hour is where to, is what to watch. Like that's that's a, that's a, that's a news show for right. people who are grown up and can understand.
0: So um, and the other comment was that uh, maybe part of this push for corporate. Funding for uh, public broadcasting is uh, quite simply tax deductions. Right. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, right there. Yep. Throw up your brand and your advertising, and get the tax deduction to boot.
1: Right. It's it's tax deductible, and it's the news that you're listening to. I mean, they're like, if you're listening to, to market or to Market Watch, the one that's on at four o'clock with Kai Rizdal, like that, like. You know who's listening to Market Watch? The guys driving around in the, you know, coming home from work in their Audis. Coming home in their big BMWs. They're listening to Market Watch. The guys, you know, who, who are the, the, uh, the, who sit on the board of directors for the Carnegie Foundation. The guys who sit on the board of directors for the, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. These are the guys who are listening to Market Watch. These are the guys who are listening to this program. And here's an opportunity for them to donate money in a tax deductible kind of way. And if they have to listen to a story once in a while about, you know, Microsoft doing some antitrust thing, then they're like, well, that's part of what we have to pay to get news that we want to listen to.
0: It was It's like
1: it's like the city club. When you listen to the City Club, it's always funded by like three lawyer guys. Right? <laughs> it's always funded by, you know, Abbott, Jones and Johnson. And there's three, you know, there's two or three of them every time. But it's, they're the guys that are sitting in the in this in the city club, talking on a lecture. If they said something bad about their legal firm, they would still, you know, what I mean, they would still give the money because they're a part of the city club. They're a part of the the, you know, what I mean, they're listening to this. They want this product, even if it says something bad about them once in a while. And they no. know that they're, the, they're They know that the majority of people watching it are like-minded to them and you know a couple of stories about you know a couple of bad stories about archer daniel mitsland isn't going to kill them if it's on a station you know that's preaching to the choir i, or don't,
0: preaching know. To, or preaching I don't know to in, the, in this day and age I, I just i don't see it i mean big corporations have a lot of power and i just i don't buy that i will not drink that kool-aid um corporate corporate but, but entities you- are on message and they need to make sure they're on message and they right, need but, to make sure think, that everyone else is on message
1: but don't you think that don't you think that the important place for them to get their message out is to the uneducated like like on an overall like if you and I were sitting in a in a meeting and we were like we have a we have a very important message to get out there we can target our we can target our our money and our power towards educated people who you know what I mean who it's going to be difficult to, to change their minds, or we could target our we could target our power towards uneducated people who are you know what I mean who don't really care about this issue anyway, but might go out and vote. Right? Wouldn't wouldn't our money wouldn't our money and our flexing our political muscle be better spent at going after the guys who are going after the the uneducated than spending our time and our money going after the educated, where a we're going to run into like legitimate arguments, legitimate fights. You know what I mean? We're not going to be able to simply talk it into their head because it doesn't make sense. Or would it, would it be easier for us to simply flex our political muscle and flex our, our, our the, the power that's given to us because of the amount of capital that we have towards the uneducated, where we can simply say, look, this is how it is, and they go, oh, okay.
0: I don't know. You know I mean? I'm not as concerned about the uneducated. I mean, I, I you know, I'm concerned about education... But uh, you know, uh, yeah, there's there's a group of I don't know I, I I just I can't speak to that I can't speak to to the mass messaging um, it's it scares me quite frankly I want to point out one thing um, I know that Doug Coleman uh, pointed out an example of a podcast because there are several podcasts that are user funded user generated know not corporate he says that um the conversations network is 100 percent funded by listeners right so i would imagine low overhead right? right right funded by listeners who are who want the content to be produced and you know and i i think to be fair the we Make the Media conference talked about this. They talked about a um, an incubator, a news incubator, funding um, investigative journalism, but then they linked it up to maybe public broadcasting or something like that. And the question is, could you actually get funds from, from the citizens and the people who are actually interested in the news? Like, would you kick out some money? Or could you get enough people to kick out Enough money, who care about investigative journalism, um, to support that uh, without, you know, bias, corporate bias, government bias. Um, is,
1: is there is there a way to get money to journalists with no strings attached?
0: Exactly, it's very hard yeah. to do in a capitalist society. Which I'm going to bring Whoa. in. I'm going to bring in another comment uh, that was directly that was directed to you specifically. Okay. Um, and I am just going to let you respond because this was a comment in chat and I'm just it, it was thrown out there and I want to let you respond. Okay. And the comment was why does Greg who openly rails against capitalism and the free market system participate in it?
1: What what, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? Am I going to crawl into a ball and pray for socialism? I, that doesn't make any sense. Are you I mean,
0: a, socialist? a socialist? Is that what you want? Or are you a communist? Is that what you want? What, you know, can you define?
1: What? Can I define what sort of system that I'm looking for? Right. Um, I, I think that a system where there's a, there's a more even distribution of wealth would be better for everyone. Living in a system where living in a system where you have to worry less about crime and you know less about people being living in a society where more people are educated would be pretty dope
0: right you know I don't don't know do you think capitalism can, can can make that happen I mean it it has made that happen for quite some time um you know what's what's your view moving forward
1: um, I, I, I guess I don't I don't really know. I, 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 Fair enough. Yeah, I, I I'd like to see a system. I'd like to see a system where you know, where public services were adequately funded. I guess. I mean, my 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 real goal would be to see a system where, where public services were adequately funded, and you know what I mean. If that meant that that we had to have a a more progressive tax system then that would make sense. I mean, am I calling for distribution of all wealth? No. But am, am I calling for a, a more progressive tax system? Yeah. Does that make me a socialist? I doubt it. You know what I mean? I, I'm not talking about state-run industry here. I'm talking about a more, you know, progressive tax system and more public funding for schools and, you know, a single-payer health care plan. Uh, does that make me a socialist? I don't know. I guess. In, in you know, do I fall on the the left in America? Yeah. Do I fall on the left in Europe? I don't know. I probably fall in the center in Europe.
0: So more of a European democracy socialist kind of system.
1: Yeah, Democrat. You know, you could probably yeah, democratic socialist kind of idea.
0: Education may be free, uh, at least. Via your taxes,
1: right. right paid paid for by, you know, raising the taxes back to the levels they were in the, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, the, the 50s, the 60s and the 70s. I mean, a lot of the sort of ideas that I'm calling for came from, you know, things that were happening here in America in the 50s. Should there be unions? Probably. You know what I mean? Should should. I, I don't know.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, but,
1: but but this is this is one of the things. Like in America, if you call for for raising taxes and and uh, better public funding for things, people start screaming socialist. Like at the first, you know, at the first instance of you want to raise taxes on the rich, yeah. okay, you know what I mean? These guys these guys make a ton of money because of the because of public funding, you
0: know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, a, a considerable amount goes into defense,
1: defense spending,
0: defense, healthcare. spending. social and, and services. That, and
1: that money, right, and that money, and that money trickles, Right, and that money trickles up. Like when government spends crazy money on defense spending, that money trickles up. It doesn't trickle down. It's not like that money goes. It's not like they're yeah they're creating jobs, but the money still filters to the top, so those guys should pay more taxes it's it's like a it's it's a it's simply fair
0: well uh so uh you know I would think some people would argue that you know there are jobs that are directly related to defense spending uh high tech jobs i mean certainly there are high tech jobs over the years over the decades that are directly uh Linked to defense spending, and uh, those are decent, decent jobs. I'm not saying that's right, but you know, uh, no, no, they have produced jobs.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, and and that wasn't what it was, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they're not producing jobs, but what I'm saying is like the majority, like the majority of the wealth still makes its way to the top. Yes, there are jobs created, and there are there are good middle class, you know what I mean, and upper middle class jobs created by this spending. I'm not I'm not against that. I'm
0: just saying that, I don't know exactly. I understand. I understand. If you could, I mean, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit. I mean, it's just, we're going in, I think what's interesting here is we're now, and I think what we're doing here is we're going into the next decade of the 21st century. Every, you know, when you turn, when you're at the turn of the century, um you know the first decade you're sorting out for actually many decades what you did in the last century I believe. Um in my opinion uh as sort of an armchair historian, I mean I studied history. Um World War II was actually that pinnacle that point that sorted out all of the things that had happened in the 19th century. And World War II, after World War II and the Cold War, was what pushed us into the true 20th century. It pushed us into the nuclear age. It pushed us into the space age. It pushed us into the computer and the technology age. Um, think, keeping in mind that, that you know, people at the beginning of World War Two, you still had a lot of cavalry on horses. And at the end, you had tanks and, and missiles and, and jet aircraft all in the course of one single war. And and, and 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 move to the space age. Um, certainly that will happen again in this century. I think we're going to fight the old structures of the 20th century in the 21st. But if you can envision what the 21st century really should be, I mean, do you have a vision for it? Or have you figured it out? I think that's the key thing. And that's the thing I'm thinking about is asking people, what do you envision? What do you want to forget about what, where we're at and where we've come from. What do you envision for this century?
1: Um, I don't know. That's a, you know, that's a a far reaching sort of question. Um,
0: what are you doing?
1: I, I I see that I see that maybe maybe the opportunity to live in a century without you know war and famine exists. You know what I mean? Maybe we maybe we've we've come to a place in history where we might be able to live without war, or live without famine, which likely would lead to you know way less war, at least in you know places where famine still triggers wars. <clears throat> um we're we're gonna live in a I, at least I see us moving into a, a century where we have an unprecedented amount of knowledge I'm, like where people are like have the opportunity to be truly educated to be truly uh like my my thought is that a lot of the 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 perils in the world come from a lack of understanding I don't know if that's exactly what it mean but
0: so what are you doing what are you doing and granted you're, you're a businessman right Yeah What are you doing I mean what are you doing in your business your your I mean you have a very public business Are there things that you see connections that you make for this vision of the future of the 21st century Um
1: I don't know I think I think for me the important thing is you know what I mean? Like, like actually making connections with other people. Like that's the thing that my business has given me the opportunity to do is make connections with other people and, and connect with my community. You know, like have a better understanding of what's going on around me, which gives me the opportunity to, to, I don't know exactly. Uh, like, is my, is my business pushing towards changing the world? I don't know. You know, I, I'm a guy who sells five pies. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that... I set out with the mission of changing the world. I set out with the mission of sort of, you know, getting myself to where I could afford to pay my rent and, you know, connect with people. Like, more than anything, as like, Whiffies is giving me the opportunity to create a place that, you know what I mean, like, where I would want to go hang out, where I would want and to... And in turn, it's connected me with people who are you know want to be involved in the same sort of things that i do
0: and with that i think we should wrap up thank you very much greg for joining very, us very, you're welcome i really pre- appreciate the time you spent with us i appreciate what you do over at Wiffies and i do think you you do uh foster a sense of community around that.
1: Right. And and, and I think a sense I think a sense of community, like, you know, on a small scale and on a larger scale, when we start to when we start to think of, you know, people as part of our community, we start to we just start to act differently. You know what I mean? We feel more connected to the community. We feel more I don't know what the word is, without kind of like a crazy hippie freak, but well, I, I I enjoy being a part of the community it's made me feel more connected and more like doing something and also can I, can I stick a quick plug in here absolutely okay um, bring toys down for kgW's toy drive um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be holding the toy drive for or I'm gonna be a drop-off point for the kgW toy drive awesome there you go
0: Thank you very much, Greg, for joining us and giving us your time. We may not have all the answers here, but uh, well, we're working through it. Right. Well, I, mean, I don't think I don't think
1: that there. I don't think that it's ever. I don't think we're ever going to have all the answers. I think that you know, asking the questions and sort of you know playing around with the answers is part of the cool part about being alive.
0: And being willing to debate the questions, I think, is important
1: right being willing to change your mind about stuff
0: is super important well thank you Greg I'm going to let you go here okay I'm going to wrap it up I want to thank Greg Abbott from Wiffies. do go out and check his pies Um, they're very nice Um, again I don't expect you all to agree what you hear on crazy talk and that's okay I don't want you to I want you to think, I want you to form an opinion, I want us to figure this out together. Um, A healthy debate is a very, very good thing, especially in a democracy. Thank you all very much for joining me, we will be back on Sunday with another currently unannounced special guest. See you then. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Good night.